Thank you for joining us at the Center for Spiritual Living Seattle. We hope you enjoy this podcast. And for further information about our center, or if you wish to make a donation, please visit us at spiritualliving.org. What I want to talk about today is our theme for the month, which is Happy Holy Days, emphasis on happy. Oftentimes, in fact, actually every single holiday season that I can think of, the emphasis has been on holy. The idea that everything is holy now, that this day is holy, that day is holy. Actually, every day is holy. When we show up and we know who we are and we know what loves us and what lives us, it's holy. It's holy. (laughs) Happy not so much. I know that not everyone had a Hallmark movie past, and I know that not everybody's having a Hallmark movie present, and so I want to address that and how we can start to shift that. Um, because it is my, my deep desire that we as a community and you as an individual begin to access the eternal sense of joy that is within you because God delights in its creation and there is a divine giggle going on and we can catch it. Joy is an attribute of the divine. I had a healing once by a, um, an, uh, a mystic from Africa, actually from Ghana, uh, Brother Tete. A few, you know, I don't know, an hour, what we would call a practitioner session. And afterwards, I was just so happy. I was just delighted. I was laughing. And, uh, and he said, yes, that's the sign that God has been realized. When God's realized, there is a joy to it that is, just takes you over. It's said that uh, uh, Martin Luther said, not King, but Martin Luther <laughs> said that uh, joy is the inevitable sign of God and God's presence. Now, you know, Martin Luther just doesn't seem like a happy guy to me. <laughs> but if he said that, it might have been like he was on to something. So we can have that too. We can have that experience. So I'm going to talk about accessing it and what we can do to access it. And I will come from a spiritual point of view. Why do I need to say that? Because after the first, I get critiqued. I have a a guy that shows up for services and he critiques. And uh, actually I was married to a man like that, but I divorced him. And It's hard to divorce this man. Anyway, he keeps coming back. And he, and he will watch this and we'll talk. He'll send me texts. So I'm not talking behind his back. I'm just like, he's, my, he's my guy. He talks to me. He says, you know, exercise could do all that too. Well, you should have been talking about exercise. Because exercise in, increases the endorphins and then it, it alters the mood and makes everybody happy. And I thought, but I am not an exercise coach. I'm a minister. I'm going to talk about what I know about. So I'm just saying right out loud, there's other ways, but you showed up here. (laughs) So obviously you want what I have to talk about. And if you want to call this a spiritual gym, you go for it. (laughs) Actually, it's harder to do what I do, what, what I'm going to suggest. And I actually put this talk together because there's two people in my family who are 
who are succumbing to what I'm going to talk about, who are actually living in it, and they both exercise. Actually, I will send this to him. I'm going to send this talk to him. Because he may miss it. <laughs> oh. The world, especially during the pandemic, but even before the pandemic, the world was succumbing to deep senses of loneliness. Isolation. And the inability to connect. So I have some antidotes to that. I think, it was, uh, I think it was Wayne Dyer who said there's a spiritual answer for every problem or something like that. Well, there's a spiritual solution to, to a, anything that you can confront. And so I'm going to give you some spiritual solutions. And the first spiritual solution will seem hard, especially if you feel lonely and isolated, but it might be like one of those things like my friend wanted us to just go out and walk around Green Lake and make it all better. Well, I have a solution to this withdrawal, this mm, contracting experience, and it is find a community. No community. Community. It's actually very spiritual. It's one of the premises or the pillars of Buddhism. And by the way, I can't wait for us to have such a library up there that I start talking about Buddhism and the Buddha coast shows up. I'd be so cool, you know, ooh, lights and stuff. Anyway, but... My mouth to Beverly's ears. It's going to happen. So, in Buddhism, there are three pillars or three foundations through, that support the person in their spiritual unfoldment, their spiritual evolution. And that they are the Buddha, which is consciousness, Buddha consciousness. He, the, the, the man wasn't born the Buddha. He develops spiritual consciousness, Buddha consciousness. We all can. Buddha, Dharma, which is the law. Take refuge in the way things work. Know how it works and know that if you work it, it's going to work for you. You can take refuge in that. Refuge in the consciousness. Refuge in the Dharma, the, the laws, the spiritual laws. And refuge in the Sangha, which is the spiritual community. Refuge. A safe place. A place to rest, to renew, to be restored. Now, a Sangha is not necessarily your... Domino's group. Sorry. That's a really dangerous thing to say in this, in this community. Don't go up against... You can do anything but go up against a Domino's group. But anyway, it's not necessarily a Domino's group. Because what, what's important is that in this community, people know and love you, and they may not like you. And you may not like them. Uh-huh. See, so many people withhold their love because I don't like what you do. I don't like who you voted for. I don't like your opinion. I don't like that quirk you got. But love is actually a divine attribute. And you can love anyone, 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 anyone. You want to know how to turn on love for someone? You just bless them. No good for them. And the love will start to just show up for them. 
You don't have to make it up. It is already there because you already love. You are that space where God shows up, which means it is the place where love shows up. And you, and you start to feel that love by just wishing them well. I, that is so cool because when you're in a group like that, you can feel safe in a group like that because they're doing the same thing for you. I'm afraid that too many people want to get their stuff together before they ask for support or get in a supportive group. I'll get my stuff together. No. Get in a supportive group and have them watch you get your stuff together. I think that that's why 12-step groups work. Because nobody comes to a 12-step group with their stuff together. I mean, the definition of a 12-step group is you don't have your stuff together. And you're a bunch of people who don't have their stuff together. Yay! Do you know that I took the S training? How many of you took the S training? So, oh, extreme. Everything else is like nothing. Ah, I, we should have, I survived S. But at the end, you get this little booklet, this little tiny booklet that has the whole summary of, of supposedly S. And it's this, when you get that it's okay to not be okay, you're okay. <laughs> I paid a lot of money in four days for that. <laughs> anyway, so get in a sangha uh, and just make a commitment to be there for each other and to pray for each other, to pray for each other, which will bring the love out for each other. Um, I would, my desire is that, that in 2022, we have many more sanghas. I noticed that our sangha leaders were listed when we were thanking people this, uh, this Sunday on the screen. But I'd love many more sangha leaders just to facilitate a sangha. You, you don't have to cook for them. You don't even have to clean your house. You can do it with Zoom. You can be in your jammies. No one will know. Put on a sweater. Uh, <laughs> cover up, but, uh, but just get together, have people share, and have people pray for each other, and it builds community, and then you have a place to kind of like download, and you have a place to do the next one. Community's one, and then to, to really, community is best when you can have communion, and I don't mean wafers and wine, although you could have that on the side. Crackers. The definition of uh, commune is to share one's thoughts and feelings with another, especially on a spiritual level. Communion is sharing, can also be this definition of just sharing on a spiritual level with someone else. And that helps us to overcome this, this sense of, uh, because you might, you might, since like attracts like, you might feel shy and isolated about sharing. So first, begin the process but just by talking to that which is always listening anyway, which is the Holy Spirit, or whatever you want to call it, and share with it. Share your ups and your downs, which creates, creates beauty. I mean, I mean, there is no great theater. There's no great novels. There's no great songs that just go, what Greatness comes out of the swing of the ups and downs and the turnarounds of life. I mean, that's what's really beautiful. 
If you look at the Psalms, they were songs sung by David. And, you know, if he was around today, they'd put him on meds, probably, because he was, you know, sometimes he was up, 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 and sometimes he was down, down, down. But even when he was down, he was saying, God, blah, blah, blah. He was communing even when he was down. And how many people, I know, there are people who don't feel like they can pray because they don't feel inspired enough. No, pray, talk. Okay, you're going to use, I'm going to words. I'm going to use a word. I'm just, I, only one word will work. Bitch, if you want. And God can take it and does not judge us. Just, yeah, 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 yeah. But at least you're communing. And it breaks things apart. And then you can go and share it with other people because that sharing is so important. So important. We'll become more confident when we allow ourselves to, sh- to share our ups and downs with the divine and then share ups and downs with other people. Um, I was in a sangha for a very long time with uh, three other ministers, and, and uh, there was a time when I was going through something that I didn't even share, I don't think, even with my prayer partner that is around here, I don't think, so few people knew. And I shared it with them, and I remember one of the ministers saying, you know, because I felt better already, and one of the ministers said, a burden shared is halved. It really is important. It's a place, find a safe place for you to express what's going on in your heart. The next thing that I want to um, address is depression. And to raise our vibration above that depression. Before the pandemic, even before the pandemic, there was a study that said that 60% of the people in the United States felt at least mildly depressed. That's a lot. So here's some spiritual solutions for that. And the spiritual solution is one of them. One of them is to start to contribute. Give to something outside of yourself, beyond yourself. Get out of yourself. And that's really hard when you feel depressed. But you know what? It's easy. For me, that would be easier than go walk around Green Lake. Sorry. <laughs> I almost said that without me. <laughs> Uh, and I don't mean, I don't mean uh, give to impress or give to get back. I mean just uh, give out of pure givingness. Because there's always someone to give to, and there's actually there's, there's, uh, evidence that people who give sell, without a reason, just give, get a giver's high. It actually elevates consciousness. And um, what I love about the wonderful volunteers with the Create a Better World is they're always giving us opportunity to give. We have a, we have a giving tree back there, and Tim Brinsfield or someone will be there after the service. And uh, we're going to be giving to women and children who have left their homes because it wasn't safe. And they're in a shelter for the first time for Christmas without their surroundings. And for us to contribute to, the, to what people have now normalized is a way to express love that no one will know about except you and your God. 
and watch the givers high. Another way to um, elevate or alleviate, I should say, elevate above depression, alleviate its symptoms, is um, to express gratitude. And it sounds like, oh, well, it's another gratitude talk. Well, yeah, it's another gratitude talk. Get over it. (laughs) When you're really, really grateful and there's no more depression, I'll shut up. (laughs) And Jesus only had one message, too. Buddha only had a message. And then they kept blabbing on and on because nobody got it. But here it is. (laughs) Well, really, you know? Jesus, I and the Father are one, and, if, and, and we're all one, and, and there's only two things to do, which is love that one that you're one with, and love others as yourself. And, and then out of that comes forgiving, and giving, and all those other things, but it's just all about love. And for the Buddha, was there's a consciousness that you can rise above so that you are not affected by the conditions of the world. End of statement. Blah, blah, blah. And so gratitude is, is just something that is, it, it, there's books written on it. There's studies written on it. It's scientifically proven that it works. And people, I don't know you. No, not you, but you know people that do. So share gratitude. And I have to tell you, I, I have sinned and fallen short of the glory of the message that God gives me. Because I went to Egypt, and I love staying at the Mina house. I've stayed there for 25 years or something like that, and it's really wonderful, and it's across the street from the Great Pyramid, across the street. And we used to go into this beautiful older palace that was built by a shah to impress his girlfriend. Quite the impression. And I loved it. So we're driving in, and I'm with two other people, because they, we were the ones picked up first, and, and I, we're driving in, and I'm expecting to go in this long, beautiful circular thing and get out in this huge chandelier and go into this old palace, I'm so excited, and we turn into this other parking lot, and we go down this little driveway, and it says, Marriott, Mina House. <laughs> I immediately went into what I'm not supposed to do, which is judge. And compare, and my trip is already going down the toilet. <laughs> and I, I made everybody else make a commitment to not compare. <clears throat> so I'm faced with that with myself. And the only way I could do it is I, I sent a text to someone to pray for me. And then I got out my journal and I started writing all the things I was grateful for. And pretty soon it didn't matter. There's something beautiful about that. It says that the angels are in praise of God all day and all night. Perhaps they can see God because they're in praise all day and all night. Praise and gratitude are very, very much alike, very much the same. The next thing to do, if you choose, is to help alleviate depression, is to be mindful. Mindful means to be in that present moment. This is my definition, to be in the present moment. Mindful is, I'm mindful of my present moment. I'm not in the past. I'm not in the future. 
when I'm when I was driving in there and I was you know my whole mood was going it's because I went into the past it's not like I wanted it to be and then I went into the future and it was not going to be like I want it to be but if I was just in the present it was all okay in the present where there is this sense of an eternal contentment and okay with the world I shared with you what I got out of Est, well, the bottom line of Est. But how many of you watched uh, uh, America's Got Talent and saw Nightberg sing? She got a golden buzzer. How many of you? One, two, three, four, five. Well, let me just say that she came out, she looked very thin, beautiful woman, but very thin. And they said, what have you been doing? And she said, well, for the last year I've been dealing with cancer. And what's the prognosis? Not good. But I've decided that I'm okay. And she sung a song with such a pure voice and such a sense of truly she wasn't making it up. She really had come to the place where she was okay. And she sang from that place. And she got a golden buzzer from Mr. You know, Cranky Pants, <laughs> who will go without name. Because it wasn't just a song, it was that expression that we all need. (sighs) Because in the moment we are. And, spoiler alert, she she did release her body. But if she's okay now, she was okay in the present, in the release, and she's certainly okay, because life goes on. The consciousness that we develop in this playground called Earth is the consciousness, is the only thing that we will take with us. So for us to know heaven now is for us to know heaven always. The message for Jesus, definitely, and so so to the Buddha, was not about gaining a reward. It was living in the reward, in the gift, in the consciousness. Even Buddha was once asked, what's it like when we, li- when we leave this place? Because people always want to know, you know, what, is, what do you think it's going to be like? What do you like? Just laugh. They even asked me, what do you think is going to happen? I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen in a minute from now, let alone then. <laughs> Jeez. And Buddha said something the same way. Oh, he was a little more crass. He actually said, you're not living your life well now, so why should you be disturbing your consciousness by thinking about later? Just live now and you'll live well later. That's what consciousness is. This is to know that deep sense of contentment. And you know what? You know what can give that to you? Is by breathing, meditating, and praying and saying, Father, Mother, God within, grant me the peace and the contentment and the joy that is mine by birthright just because I have taken this incarnation. It's not something that's earned. It's pure grace. Grace is that which is given without us earning it because frankly, I don't know how we'd earn that kind of grace. So, I'd love for us to end with, I'm going to do a prayer, but right now I'd love for us to end with an affirmation. Oh, and by the way, there's a mindfulness class that is offered by a mindfulness teacher. He's a great one. He gives the class uh, once a month here. You can do it in person or on Zoom. 
And we also have meditations every Monday evening. So not only do I say, please do this, but we've got the, the, the ways to support you in doing that. So let's end with this. I'm going to say it, and then I'd love for you to repeat it after me. God as me delights in this marvelous moment. God as me delights in this marvelous moment. And so with that consciousness, I speak my word that there is something marvelous happening. There's something magnificent happening because God is happening. And every time we wake up to that presence, to that power, to that sense of of delight that lives and breathes and moves within us, expresses through us. Every time we wake up to that, we know it at a deeper and deeper level and we express it in a more powerful way. And I say, thank you, Father Mother God, for bringing us here this day that we might remember that all that we scramble for and work for and pray for and meditate for, all that foreignness is within us now. It's already been given. We are the place where God shows up in all of his delightful wonderfulness. And we unwrap that gift on this holy, holy day. The remembrance of that gift on this holy, holy day that we may gift it again to everyone around us. May they be blessed by the joy and the peace and the love that we eternally are. The gift that keeps on giving our consciousness. And so it is.